to Two Track Mind Podcast. I'm Liam Toms, and you find me today in the residence of one Mr. Edward Crawley. That's great. Um, oh, just to be clear, it's not inside his house. Uh, we are socially distancing in the garden. Yes. Um, I really wish you could see it. I mean, paint us a picture. It's like it's like when they do the uh, the cutaways on the Reading Festival footage, and you go to Edith Bowman sat in like a little treehouse yeah. with um, the fella from uh, Block Party or or Muse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the front man from uh, the Flaming Flaming Lips or something about to do an acoustic performance. Yes, but we haven't got anyone doing the acoustic performance. It's just you and I. No, but unlike them. Somewhere in the distance isn't someone with their arse out either <laughs> on primetime TV. We're in, we're in Wareham, that's highly possible. Um, no, I think we've made it sound cooler than it is. It, it's um, it's on, very more, nice. It's on. very nice. It's it, very cool. <laughs> I built this bloody thing for us. It's more like um, something you see on like, this morning, I think, like with Fern and Philip. Yeah, I'll take that. When they go into like an outside broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the, the sound of the lorries, hopefully that doesn't... Yeah, concentrate on the birds. Concentrate Obviously on the birds. Obviously, you were being quiet there as a sort of a, a scene builder, weren't you? Mm. But we, we don't need to talk that quietly. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be weird if we start talking really loud now, so we're just going to... Oh, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, we'll I've just build neighbors. it up. I have neighbours. I don't, you know... We've got... A, I've got um, a tendency to cackle at some of your jokes, so I'll try and keep that to a, a minimum this evening. But it's lovely to see you. Thanks for coming over. Oh, thank you. I think we worked out it's been half a year since half we recorded in person. And, oh, um, my God. Oh, what's that? Yes, thank you, thank you. We have done well to keep the pod going uh, virtually, basically. Yeah. You know, laptop trouble. We virtually kept it going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good, well, that wasn't planned. Oh, no, We've still got all. it. We've still got it. I've got a whole two pages of notes tonight, and that was not on there. Um, there's a lot to get through. A lot's happened. Well, I- Certainly has. What do you uh, would you like to start? Oh, I don't know. I take actually no. I've, I I did make a point, and I, I tried to put this at the top of this because I thought this would be appropriate to lead with um, feedback on the covers episode. Uh, people seem to enjoy that. Oh yeah. Um, but one of the, the funniest things that came out of it was that uh, Karis, my friend, who we mentioned in the very last few minutes of the episode, yeah, uh, she did the cover of uh, Misfits Saturday Night, um, which you know if you've checked that out, thanks for checking that out. Um, I'd like to say I get ad revenue, but I've never actually set that up, so I don't. Oh, you yeah, I really should have. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thousand views. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well. I think I regret that as much as I regret not getting Bitcoin um, in 2013. That fluctuates. Um, yeah. I had other priorities at the time. Anyway, what was I saying? So I get a message from Karis saying, "Oh, that was cool. Like, you know, I didn't expect to get that." Like, shout out. I was like. Well, that was pure luck, wasn't it, that you kept listening to the very last minute? I had no idea that she was uh, listening to the show. No, I didn't. At all. So that, no. was a, that was a pleasant surprise for me. Yeah, so thank um, you for listening. But I'm glad that she didn't like get to like, sort of the last five minutes and go, ah, oh, well, it's basically done, isn't it, and just leave it. Which, to be fair, I sometimes do that on the podcast. Yeah, but those who do listen all the way to the end, they're obviously part of the two-track mind firm, aren't they? Well, I think what we should do... Part of the squad. Yeah, the, the brainies. If we were going to get like a gang together... It, it would be the final five minutes. Yeah, the final five minutes, because yeah. then the hardcore yeah. people if you it were going into, like a hardcore if band. you were going into a circle pit at a festival and you were like there's some bigger boys in here what I, I I'm saying this is almost like a 15 year old Ed but I'm obviously a bit older now mm. I would be one of them but you know you need a group of lads around you all women who you can entrust to sort of we're going to take on this circle pit they you're the last five minutes <laughs> the final five the final five there we go um 
I think we should make it a regular feature. I think we should talk about another person who might on a slim chance be listening in the final five minutes lucky. and just see whether we strike um, lucky again. Have you got anyone? No, I've not. I've just sort of thought about this as I'm saying it. I've so. got a name in mind. Oh, okay. All right. I've got... Sounds <laughs> good. Do you um, think Mahatma Gandhi would be... Uh, probably not. Is he's he, dead. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be part oh, of the reason. It's a shame, isn't it? Um, but no, this is very nice here. It's a very good little setup. I do feel a little bit like I might be like a carvery roast just kind of like um, underneath this heating light that we've got yeah, here we've above got us. Yeah, we've got a hanging heater. Obviously, we've got all the... I've got you some blankets out. I've yeah. poured you a water. You stopped at the hot water bottle, which is disappointing. I don't it? have any hot water bottles. Um, I don't live in a, in a 1940s <laughs> Victorian house. <laughs> it has been very cold, though. I mean, this is the thing. Like This turn time you, last year... <laughs> I, I have had my heating on. It's doing a bloody good turn. Thank you yeah. very much for fitting in. No, thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> this time last year, it was a lot warmer. Uh, you know, you're thinking you think of the, so? You know, absolutely. It was balmy. And this year, it's Baltic. You were it's, a bit um, ill this time last year. Fever, maybe. <laughs> no, no, people were on the beach. It was a big deal. Summer, yeah. summer came early this year. We're like, he's... I mean, there's a good chance it might snow whilst we're recording yeah, well, this. Just in case we've got any anti-global warmers listening, you know... Don't see, oh, the, the temperature's coming down, they're talking bullshit. However, with the fact that emissions, carbon emissions, were down like 12% last year, mm. maybe there's something in that. No, I think the fact that it's snowing in April does mean that shit's still fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and thank you for listening. <laughs> that is the That's end the news. of the, the Two Track Mind podcast news. Right, um... Well, we've got a whole load of stuff to get on with today. Lots of uh, new singles. Any albums? Not any albums. No albums for no. me. But EPs? No EPs. No, um, no EPs. Oh, I've got EPs. All right. Well, is anything more important than wishing? And the, I can say this for the first time in six months. From I don't have to just celebrate my on my own t- tonight because normally I do toast the the happy birthdays. I do happy birthday. Lou Baker. Oh, man by number five. Man by number five. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Born in 1975. We wish you well. Happy birthday, Lou. Um, but would you put him at a similar scale to Dario G? Because a very different men. No, but similar stature uh, in terms of music. Maybe. I, I think Dario, if he's still listening, Dario, might be disappointed. I say we at Lou Baker on the Twitter and see, and see if he listens oh, okay. back. So, yeah, happy birthday, Lou. We'd love to have you on, mate. <laughs> Actually, when we first started doing this podcast, I said... He was down as one of No, 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 no. Uh, but it's not a bad idea. Uh, Mungo Jerry was the one that I was keen for, given that he's a local lad. Um, I trust he's still with us. I've not checked his Wikipedia page for a while. Sorry, I almost spat up my, um, my beer then. <laughs> yeah, Mungo you, Jerry. You never mentioned this. Yes. This could have changed. My brother did his stairs in his house. Did he? Yes. This is... Brand new information. How is this not made? Oh, of all the shit segments I come up with on this day, happy birthday. You've what other jobs of uh, Jerry stairs? No, I've not been sat on his stairs. No, no, it's a vigorous speech. Right, okay. <laughs> it's not a vigorous speech. He's ever said. Oh, oh, I see where you've been, Mungo Jerry stairs. Well, I'd like to hit you with a surprise each episode. Last episode, it was the um, the Pac-Man story. This time, it's the uh, it's Mungo Jerry's staircase. Oh, I like that. Well, uh, and that was your brother who fitted them. Yeah, carpenter. Anyone who's looking for any carpentry work, um, he's your man. Very busy man, isn't he? He is. Um, fuck, how do we get onto that? Lou Baker. I, I'll be honest. When I turned up earlier on, um, I did see on your notes oh, that it said about Lou Baker. So I tried to feign surprise, but I did. I'm you didn't sorry, I saw. The third one, I know. I, I saw that and I thought. 
Ah, it's like the third one down is an absolute stonker of a. Okay, no, that was all thing. I saw because I felt. Do you want it now? I already felt that guilt that you feel after you find your Christmas present. So. You want, all right. No, no, maybe save it. Oh, I was. It's It's big. It, uh, the episode would have to live up to the this. Okay. Let's try it. All right. In two thousand and. Oh, I've written the date a bit skew two. I reckon. Robbie Williams' house was broken into. Shit. While he was away, they stole his hi-fi system. And a load of CDs, oh. right? Heartless. They left the Madonna CDs. They didn't take them. <laughs> they left the Oasis CDs. They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't take them. They even left the Robbie Williams CDs that he had in his own collection. Standard. However, they cleared out Robbie Williams' Shawati Wati. <laughs> Every single CD was gone. Apparently. Oh, where's your source for this? Robbie Williams. All oh, right. I, I didn't speak to him directly. I reread the article. I googled it after seeing it, and I was yeah. He said they left some quite albums of notoriety: Madonna at the you know Oasis, Robbie himself, and but they took Shawadi Wadi. Do you think they've done that as a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were fans. I mean, that sounds like a fever dream. I, I will come to my fever dream that I had uh, later on in the episode. Right, yeah. So um, well, the rest of the episode has to live up to that news now. Um, so. I, I, I now feel like I need to sort of go back over things and make sure that I've told you certain stuff. So going back to Lou Bega, um, there's a phrase you probably never thought you'd hear on the show. <laughs> um, do you remember? I'm pretty sure you were there. I won a dance competition to Mambo Number no. Five at Alina Udell's thirteenth um, birthday party. <laughs> Do you remember this? Why? Why would I remember this? <laughs> well, I suppose you wouldn't remember. I, I remember because I won. I it remember was, uh, Alina Udell. I yeah, was, was that a... the name you're going to drop at the end of the episode? No. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean, if I it? if I hear from her, I'd be bloody surprised. Um, no, I won the competition. I oh, can remember it. Yeah, it was somewhere around here. It was getting stuck in at thirteen. That's a difficult <laughs> age. If we've got any I don't young feel... teenagers listening, put yourself out there, and you too could win a competition. I don't feel like I was like going, you know, mad for it all night at this party. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> mad for it <laughs> on the drug and, on the on the I was snorting panda pops. You might remember the shirt. Do you remember I had a, a pair of um, Hawaiian sort of shirts? One was blue one was orange it was the same sort yeah, of pattern yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, it, was, it was when that. i went through a phase and to be fair i still occasionally do this we know like sometimes you go to a clothes shop and you buy one thing and yeah. then there's another colorway you can't decide which color version you like you basically do it with vinyl now but you buy end up buying both of the garments yeah, yeah. and then you favor one of, you, like you wear one you never fucking wear the other one yeah yeah, yeah. anyway th- this is th- this was partly true of these shirts but i remember wearing the shirt mambo number no. five came on i thought this is my calling like the dj's going to notice me and maybe give me the award for the uh, for the dance do you, competition. Do you remember the reward? I feel like the it was. Award, I feel like it was, it was. It was. It uh, was chocolate or Packet sweets or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Harry Bow maybe. Disappointing. Um, well, that's taken a turn for the um, the strange. Um, how do we get back on track now after that? I've just realised I've got a signature on the back of my Violent Delight ticket that I've got <laughs> sat next to me. Two Ed Rock and Roll from someone. I couldn't tell you any of the members of... Sorry, there was... was for con- for context, you have a pile of tickets. I have a pile um, of tickets. We, we did a feature, didn't we, a couple of episodes ago, where I went through some of my March uh, tickets from history. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring the April ones, I totally forgot, but you've got a pile of your own there, so... Yeah, unfortunately, mine are not as... Mine are organised in date from start to finish, so it ends with the last ticket I can find, which is 2017. I've got... Others, and it starts in 2003, whereas yours is... 
I think, better organised now. Well, what I can I say? Through. Do you want to have a go at quickly... I would love to. ...having a go I'd, at the date? Right. I think this is how we rescue this back from right. Lou Bega. Cap down at Bournemouth Consortium. Uh, that was about the, I want to say, 6th of February 2007. Jesus Christ, you were him one day. Yes, come I, on. I promise you now, listeners, he's not looking at that. February 5th. Oh, good. I don't know. <laughs> I would have had a good guess at 2007. I would have never... It was around the time oh. that the album came out. Well, if you don't get this, Chris Rowe... Where? Atari's matinee show at Bournemouth. Okay, that was like the 19th of January 2009. Bang on. <laughs> Come on! Oh, here we go. Right, right. free for free. Hold steady, yeah. Wedgwood. Yeah. You've got a couple of dates to choose from, but oh. which one am I eyeballing? Bearing in mind it's obvious but okay so it's 50 50 isn't it it's either december or or september oh you're out october oh yeah right okay yeah, i'll give you that so it's the october one which means it is the 8th of october the 12th uh, sunday the 12th what i can say is that about I've a week before that. is one of them yours no i've definitely got it uh i think christy came oh um, yes about a week before we saw grant there. I remember it was back yeah, to yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. I'll give you one more just from the front of the pack, just to see. Uh, did you come to that? No, you didn't come to that, so I don't think that's fair. Oh, you came to that starting line at Wedgwood. Uh, I'm going to say the 17th of September 2005. Oh, the 15th. Come on. <laughs> If I wasn't so impressed, I'd think you're a bit of lunatic. Yeah, <laughs> probably am. But actually, I'm just very impressed. So I think we well just done. that. Thanks. Oh, no, we'll revisit that in the episode. That was a good quiz. I like that quiz. Um, it's better than the other quiz I've got. Oh, what's the other one? Well. <laughs> we'll come back to that, shall we? Come back. Okay, okay, okay. Because there's a very loose connection. I was just trying to think of, I don't know. Right. We might not even do it. I might just bring the tickets back out. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I actually aced that. So. Well, are you swatting um, up on them now? No, I can't see them from you here. You just be swatting oh, up on them in Cardiff. Oh, that was the um, 18th of uh, of May. 4th. No. Oh, it, it got, got rescheduled. Changed. Yeah, yeah. To shove that up your ass. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, up your ass. What's the EP you've got? <laughs> Um, right, I've got a couple of EPs. So, there's a connection between these two as well. Okay. So, the first one um, is a little bit late bringing this up. It came up about uh, about six weeks ago. But uh, Justin Courtney, as he prefers, Justin Courtney Pierre, mm-hmm. um, released an Anthropologist on Mars EP. Yeah. So, he recorded this pre-COVID uh, in those couple of months at the beginning of last year when everything was seemingly normal. Uh, and his plan was to do three different sessions for a new album with different uh, musicians and different producers and he was going to make an album out of all of it yeah. he only got the first session done um, and I was obviously sat on this for a while he had some back issues last year obviously Covid got in the way um, and then they just decided didn't they to um, to release the five tracks as an EP now I like them I think they're good but knowing that it was supposed to be an album I can't help but feel a little bit shortchanged by it and I feel like when I'm listening to the tracks, I'm like, I feel like if this was intended for an EP, they'd have been written slightly differently. And I feel like when you listen to an EP, sometimes the tracks feel a bit more sort of standalone, whereas this yeah, yeah. feels like it's part of a broader idea. Yeah. And it's just a bit 
odd. They're they're good songs, but I just don't feel like it's the vision that he he necessarily had. Yeah, I so I have listened to this um, because one of the tracks came up on the release radar, and then I stumbled across the fact it was an EP. And for me, remember when we reviewed the Mad Caddies EP, um, House on Fire? Yeah, that I want left me. <laughs> there was there's two uh, thoughts on the Justin one. It, le- it either leaves you wanting more, and it's sort of a nice build-up, or it's annoying. And I was annoyed. I was like, oh. Yeah. I, they finished very... I was like, oh, it didn't feel like it's a natural end. Exactly mm. what you said, basically. I don't know whether he was intending to do them so that like, you'd have like one cluster of tracks and then the next, and they'd kind of be grouped together, or whether they were going to be mixed up. But, yeah, something about it, I as, as much as I enjoyed the songs, I was like... I want. I think this was meant to be an album, so I, yeah. I do. I wonder what he'll do next. But um, but all good. Yeah. Is there any news on motion rescheduled dates or anything? Yet? I don't know. I don't think they've reappeared on the rescheduled slam dunk. I think they did the first couple of reschedules, but I don't think they're down no. for September, so which I'm is a shame. I'm hoping that possibly means a tour and maybe mm. some. UK Possibly. Or something. I think they were trying to get to a point where they could just do an occasional tour. They sort of ended up in that category of bands didn't they they kind of did the farewell and then they're doing just like the occasional thing so yeah i reckon there's a good chance you may see them at some point in the the future yeah but it doesn't look like it'll be on this year's lineup unfortunately no Uh, the other ep and this is again this this poses a question about um release strategies right so remember i talked about fickle friends a couple yeah. of weeks back, right? Yeah. So they released an EP in January called Weird Years Season 1. Mm-hmm. Now they're about to release Weird Years Season 2. Now their thing is, they're doing that that uh, that sort of approach where you do half the album, then the other half of the album, and then probably at some point they'll mix it together and there'll be like two extra tracks. Yeah. And I'm seeing this quite often now, bands try this. The first, get ready... The first band that I remember seeing do this, or remember doing this, is uh, Less Than Jake. Have you heard of them? Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there it is. Drink. Drink, drink, drink. Um, I'm not sure if I like it. I'm not sure how I feel about it. But the thing is, I am enjoying these tracks. Like, I, I love that first EP mm, yeah. uh, they did. And the two tracks that have come out from the second EP now from them is, have been great as well. But I'm not sure whether I wouldn't just prefer to get the album. Yeah, I think sometimes I'd sooner wait for the album. And maybe we're just old school, I don't know. No, no, no. I just for me an EP is just like it's like like you short changed. It was just it's just like you know, just give us the album. Um I'd sooner wait, I think, and have yeah. like a nice full body of work and like 45 to an hour's worth of listening that I can really get stuck into and sort of find tracks I love I feel like an EP there's more chance of yeah, I don't know you like you almost force yourself well there's only five tracks I bet I hope I like them all whereas yeah. in an album of 12 if you like five tracks it's just, you know you'd, you'd look to like maybe it's sort of done isn't it five tracks it's I wonder if it's the flip side of um, what's good about um, the way the release rate are I think that all that stuff works is that if they're if they release them one track at a time, they appear on that radar, you know, every couple of weeks yeah. in a whole build-up. So so everybody gets a chance to listen to all of it. Whereas maybe if they just did the traditional model of a couple of singles and then the album, maybe the singles would get a bit of recognition and the rest of it just would be missed. So I I wonder whether for, for a broader audience, whether they are actually, it means that people are actually hearing 
the whole album because I reckon there's a lot of people like that. I mean, we we got to think like we we're the sort of people that would listen to a whole album. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people that just don't bother. Yeah, I imagine there's probably people who listen to this podcast who are. are who are doing playlists all the time. Yeah. The suggested playlist that you get, which I have been doing more often, actually. One of the tracks I want to chat about today, I, I, let it, I let it run onto the playlist. And I was, I was, I've heard like four or five bands that I'd never heard before. And I was like, oh, Christ. I was like, yeah, this is why I occasionally dip into a, the playlist or the singles. Because, you know, an album can be a bit like, eh, well, you know, I've heard that album. Do you think the recommendations are getting better? The on, release radar. Yeah, well, release radar and, and just just when it like generates a playlist for you. Yeah, the I feel the like play- it is. Yeah, the release radar has been tosh the last like three Fridays for me. There's been hardly anything I've liked, um, and that's not down to the bands. That's down to the what I'm being shown. I'm like, yeah, last week's wasn't good for me. I think we said the week before. Have you, have you noticed this on Spotify? Bands with the same names. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I quite enjoy it like, in a way. Because yeah, but I had, I had one the other day and I was like and it was Basement with someone and I was like oh who have they done a track with like I didn't know that. and it's like some rap song yeah and I, I think like, it I often like, is what on earth is this it often is because I think because that scene is so far removed from anything else yeah. the names can be replicated well, like A yeah, there's, is another one I know I keep getting ones for A uh, there's been a few others as well but I kind of I, it sort of entertains me a little bit when they come on but I'm just like what the fuck and I'm like oh right okay it's here because of this yeah I get that um, occasionally I'll get given um, a soundtrack um, song and I'm fine with that but the other day I had Alicia Keys I was like I have listened to nothing to Alicia <laughs> you Keys said, you said this before about Alicia well, Keys I've had her twice now <laughs> I checked with Christy she wasn't listening to it. <laughs> You're ruining my bloody release radar here. I've you not do, listened to it. You're right. You do occasionally get a duff week, but I've had so many good ones recently you that my slip. <laughs> that my uh, my playlist of like you know favorite tracks. I have like a kind of a what I'm listening to at the moment sort of yeah. playlist, and I've got so many on there that are just random tracks, and I've not gone and listened to any of the other stuff by the artist. I just really like that yeah. one song. So there you go. So there's a there's a fine example of it. Now over time i probably will go through and actually check out some of the albums and and that but for now i just sort of drag and drop them from release radar into my other playlist and they just kind of sit there for a while um and i mean i thinking about the episode today i was like i I could there's there's about 20 tracks that i could talk about but i don't really have much to say about them and i don't know much about the artist i just like some of these songs so what i might do is um is break the rules of the of the uh, infinite playlist a little bit and just put on a few that i've been enjoying that you know we're not going to talk about them on the episode yeah, today but in the story or something yeah um, in the instagram story yeah that's a good idea yeah because there is some good stuff but occasionally i'm just like i don't have a lot to really say other than i like this well I, 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 there was an album i was going to put in today which i don't think i've talked about yet i don't even think i've mentioned the band um and i've shared it with someone else and they were a big fan of it um but again because they're a relative it's a new release it's the first album there's not a lot on them so I wanted a bit more information because I've, the album's really, really good. They're friends with Jeff Rosenstock. Um, it's of that vibe. Oh, I but think I'll I discuss one. that. Um, I'll discuss that in another episode. I think. That's a okay. Cliffhanger. Okay. Have it's, you listened to Las Vegas album yet? Not the whole album. No, I've not. I, I it completely. Uh, I did that news single um, that dropped the other day. Hmm. A slow one. Really slow. Quite. Uh, doomy sort of. Um, yeah, very that might that might have, that might have been the one that I heard today. Um, I don't know how that passed me by because I was sort of waiting for that album and then it was like, oh, it came out two weeks ago. Well, I, I got um, 
Matt, a listener, a friend, he messaged me and said, have you heard it? And uh, so I went on and then I never actually pressed play. So I, I, <laughs> I, I, I haven't... There's your mistake there. I haven't... Um, um, you should just say, uh, Matt is also does a podcast, Emo Dad, if you've checked that out. He gave us a lovely shout out. In fact, we've had a couple of shout outs in his um, podcast. He's so. had a couple here. Uh, yeah, so I, I feel <laughs> it's like, reciprocated. I feel like one for one, you know. <laughs> I left him a voicemail the other day. Very embarrassing. I had the worst question. And I was put last as if I was... And I made a joke. I said, I said, um, hi, you guys. Enjoying the pod. Uh, the two-track mind pod, that is. <laughs> and then I, I was singled out. I was the last voicemail they played. Mm. I was like, Did oh. that bit make it into Oh, it? yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah, oh. We, we got plugged, mate. Don't worry about that. We got plugged. You did it by stealth, like a Trojan horse. Right, it was all very gimmicky. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, let's go back to this list. Um, well, yeah, do you want me to drop one? No, go for it. Not. Um, <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. I, I mean, know, we are outdoors, but <laughs> I know there's distance between us. Um, so I, I don't know if anyone saw. We had a, um, I posted a, uh, story the other day. I shared a post from the Bronx. Oh, big uh, uh, tour! Ah, oh, massive tour! Um, every time I die in the Bronx, Jesus, yeah, I think it's a good package. That's <laughs> that's an amazing, <laughs> a good tour package. Thank you. <laughs> they are tight jeans, but um, um, and great venues actually, like really good. London Roundhouse mm. is a great. It's on my mm. son's sixth birthday, so yeah. I can't go to London. I'll be probably doing Bristol the day before or Brighton the week before um but yeah every time i die and the bronx so i decided to check out i'd already checked out but i haven't talked about it yet the bronx dropped a new single um white shadow just sort of showed up the other day it wasn't they all posted matt from and it suddenly went check this out here it is and it was like very low-key and it was like oh and then it did that did come up on my release radar anyway but i'd already heard it um yeah sort of the Bronx are one of those bands that I've... I do dip into the heavier stuff. Like, every time I die, I've got three of the vinyls in. And I I wouldn't say I listen to them every day, but the, the, the band fascinates me. They're, you know, if you're, if you're aware of them, they are heavy, you know. But Keith Buckley is what sort of attracts me to that band, the front man. He can sing a ballad with the most beautiful voice, and then he can hash out some serious screaming and shouting does he do that in the same in the same songs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he can drop i don't know in. if he had like another oh, band that he... he's suddenly like oh and then suddenly rah, 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 and it is fierce like his vocals are ferocious like and he is a beautiful man <laughs> like he is but he is not a big man oh. he's tall in stature but he is uh, like you or i he's not like a big rough bruiser he's yeah. and uh, the whole band i've seen them I got probably ten times now live because they as a they're a live band for me, less of a listen. I listen to them on runs occasionally, but anyway. So that tour is insane for me. That in terms of ticking both of them off, I, I probably listen to the Bronx more because they're a bit more on the hardcore punky side of things, a bit rock and rolly. And this single is definitely like that. It's a bit frantic in the verses, which they do so well. And Matt's again is another vocalist who is just. Even when he sings, he sounds cool. He's just one of the... I think I've said this before in the pod when we did the Slam Dunk um, review way back when. Mm. 
they're just a cool band. It's, I don't know how else to explain it. It sounds so pathetic, but it, there's no other way. They're just cool. Don't discredit yourself as well. No, but they are just a cool band, and they're from LA, and it just it, it, the use is coolness. And um, it's got a big chorus, and it was just almost really chuffed to hear some new Bronx stuff because it's the first. I think it's the first thing they've released. I know it's only a single, but it's coming up to it. It is part of the album. It'll be the first album in like four years. And I, I didn't realise it had been that long. And then I was like, when was the last album? And it was four years ago. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and seeing as I've mentioned them, every time I die, I dropped a track at the end of um, February or beginning of March called AWOL. And again, that is just pure every time I die. Any, If you've heard what they're like, it's very much of a... They change it up every album they're very good at not always just going heavy 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 let's do more heavy this is working so from albums like hot damn which was sort of a bit juvenile i would say would be a cool like an a way of describing it in the sense that it was very like here we are we're shouting to the newer albums they've done like low teens and stuff um this um a world track is just it's still got that pace to it but it's they're such clever songwriters it's it's amazing how they can make something so heavy and scatty Mm. like and two lead guitars almost i can't remember i said this to you before i was listening to the um one of the uh video podcast things that um jim atkins did um with justin medal johnson that producer that i've said before i really like they were talking about how they made uh surviving heavy and how they made it heavy was actually not um, having as much in it it was like yeah, it was made yeah, yeah. heavier by just sort of like reducing down yeah, the components yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was something the other day I think it was on the um, the 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 Krista Makes podcast where we was talking to Frank Turner and they were talking yeah, yeah. about some of um, what he's doing and obviously I think Chris was surprised to learn about Million Dead yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. that Frank had been yeah, in the hardcore band because I checked it, that episode right. out today so, so the thing that they were talking about heavy in that as well because they were like oh it can be heavy without being like um metal or, or hardcore ever because yeah, i think yeah. he he played some track didn't he that was like a folk track and he was like it's heavy in a way that isn't like instrumentation yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. well funny yeah. enough um alexis on fire have made albums worth of material um songs like rough hands and they um is it seasons there's a new track that they did at the end of last year as like they did three just single tracks um and they're slow and there's hardly anything to him. And it's got Dallas singing mainly. And actually, George, the front man, is at the backing vocal. And that is heavy as. Like, I think he was saying Johnny, some of Johnny, Frank was saying some of Johnny Cash's stuff is heavy. Mm, mm. But it's not, it's an acoustic guitar. But it's just yeah. the way it's played and the sort of the downstrokes. And, and this Every Time I Die track is, yeah, it's, it's a, so this is slightly more busy. But when it gets heavy, it's just, it's just one, it's just drum and it's just like and it's not what i would i I don't know why i've because i don't listen to a lot of like that sort of i don't don't know what you call it metal it's metal fresh metal maybe i don't know what the what it would be included in but for some reason i've got this interesting yeah it, I, I think that's cool though like you know like i was saying to you before we started recording today when i was talking to some friends recently about um 
uh, like they were asking me what sort of music I'm into and I just I was like well everything yeah, ev- yeah people tend to like label me with this genre probably because yeah. I've been in bands that sound like this I've worked with bands that sound like this and you know I've probably seen and, and, it, you know, so you kind of get a bit typecast by it but, but really it's always just a do I like the sound of this? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah, and yeah I think, exactly I think, that. And I think sometimes that's why it's quite... Like, it even just sort of, like... Um, it reaffirms how much you like something when it's just... When it's a genre that you don't normally like. Because yeah. like, I must really like this because normally I wouldn't listen to this for fucking... If you paid me. Well, I had this... Um, so I've been doing a lot of um, work at my neighbours, um, a, a friend of mine, and they've been playing this 90 sort of early 2000 dance R&B station and like Mystique came on <laughs> and all these bands oh, you said about yeah Mystique. and I was like I messaged him the name of it and he was like oh, I didn't even know who this was and <laughs> I, just, I was like and me and Christy were in our bedroom because we could hear their radio Will doesn't listen to this but it was far too loud for 10pm at night I live over the road from oh, him. you could hear it from here. <laughs> I was in our bedroom. So I was really confused then why you and Christy were in the bedroom no, no. in the house. So we were in our bedroom. <laughs> right, okay, ready for bed. okay, okay. He was in his house working till 10 Right, p.m. and you could hear And I could it hear then. Mystique, and I started yeah. dancing oh, along. And, uh, then I, and I texted him. to be him. with you. Did, yeah, did, did, I texted him. But did. then um, one of the labourers on site was singing, and I went, cool. Natasha Beddingfield, what are you singing her for? <laughs> he didn't have a clue who what he was singing. Yeah. The radio wasn't on at this point, but again, I was like, "Yeah, this is this was a good pop song when it was out." Mm. And I think he looked at me crazily because he was like, "Oh, what are you listening to?" And I can't remember what I had on in my headphones at the time, but I gave him a headphone, and I was like, "Well, technically, I turned the Bluetooth off." Um, as a visual, that's uh, the headphone sounds better, but anyway, I, put, I turned my Bluetooth off and I played it, and it was. He was like. Oh blimey! <laughs> and I think I had um, the new lag wagon on because okay. I've, I've been trying which to can get, be quite heavy. I've been trying to get back into. The, I've been revisiting that album because when it came out, I don't think yeah, I gave it enough chance. And then suddenly there I am naming a N- Natasha Bedingfield track. I know it's funny. I mean, that's the way that that conversation went the other day because I they said, well, what sort of stuff um, you know from. 10, 15 years ago you listened to I said well not an awful lot like I tend to listen, I listen to, to uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of what we listen to now is just yeah it's now 15 years old <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I guess so but the, I guess they said what, like what sort of acts from you know that yeah, era yeah. Um, and I was like well I'm, I'm still listening to new stuff now so I don't listen to a lot of that very often um, but and I think I said this before on the pod about I'd made a really big playlist on Spotify through like all my liked songs and I just basically cut out all the album tracks and stuff that I didn't really care for and just made like a sort of like a killer like playlist of everything. Yeah, yeah. And when I first made that and put it on shuffle, I was loving every one that came out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, normally, as I say, like, I listen to this playlist that I've made of, of new tracks. So over the Easter weekend, I thought, well, I'm going to mix it up a little bit. I've been listening to a lot of this new stuff for a while. I'm going to put my all-time favourites list on, right? Yeah. Shuffle. Now, it, of course, Shuffle was potluck. You could get a good streak or you could get a bit of a duff one. Now, given that I've tried to vet that as much as possible, you'd hope that I'd like every track that came out. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't feeling it. Everything that was coming out, I was just like, it just sounds really tired and I'm just a bit bored of it. And I was a bit like... What were some of the tracks in then? I can't you don't remember. Have to, uh, no, I can't remember, I can't remember the top of my head, but I just, I wasn't feeling it. I was, I thought to myself, actually, you know what, I'm going to go back to the new stuff because I just wasn't like, I wasn't feeling like a nostalgic vibe towards it. I just, it just felt a bit worn out. But on the flip side of that, there is some stuff that I've kind of forgotten about that I hear 
that I've been hearing recently from years ago that maybe I haven't put in a playlist that when I hear it, I'm like, I've forgotten how fucking good this song was. Yeah, and, yeah. and the thing is, a lot of it is pop songs that I just totally like, discredited at the time yeah. that I hear now and I'm like, the songwriting is fucking insane. And just because like the the package that it was presented to us in whether it, it seemed like a you know manufactured band or pop star or whatever or like the you know the, the way that it was produced as like a pop track just didn't like vibe with what we were listening to at the time overlooked how good the songwriting is so yeah it's, it's weird I, I feel like my music taste is kind of shifting all at once in a weird way i don't know i mean hey i might put that playlist on in a couple of weeks press shuffle a few different tracks come on and suddenly i'm like oh fucking hell i i do have a good collection of music but the, the thing is that it's interesting the genre because for me a pop song is i'm not going to say it's a popular song but you know like well you're right there's there's bands like the kinks who are doing pop songs waterloo Mm. sunset and then squeeze you know up the junction you know there's no chorus in that song um that's a pop song that is an and, and the, the beatles were making yeah. pop songs but would you call the beatles a pop band no, no it's, it's an odd isn't it you're right you know i'm sure this has been much debated probably by us and others over the years but you're right because i think what happens is pop um sort of defines itself by periods of time so like, i think like if you go to like pop in say like the late 90s or whatever there is a kind of a sound that is like yeah, yeah. You, you'd recognize as as as, as pop from that time and, it, and that kind of shifts a little bit but i think as time's gone on i don't know there's a lot of pop pure pop left i think actually now music's so diverse that you've got all these different genres and pop is just as you say what's popular yeah, but yeah. i think for a period of time probably through 60s 70s 80s 90s I think you could more pinpoint, okay, that was that was pop music, but it was only pop music at that time. The sound changed, you know, yeah, from, yeah. from Beatles to Billy Piper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It shifted quite a bit, but they are both in the... But at one point, Billy Piper probably was the uh, epitomised what pop music was. Yeah, that's, that's what was, I mean. Late you know, 90s, that, that, that just I'm sure if you sound. ask most people, oh, who's the biggest pop band? Oh, Spice Girls. You know, and that would be, and, yeah. and that would be a fine yeah. answer. I don't know where I got Billy Piper from. I think it's maybe the I think it was the alliteration. <laughs> I'll let you, unless you're no a no, fan. No, 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 well, good, okay songs, but at the time it was just like, yeah, it just sort of went over my head a bit. Why'd you walk around around in crowds? Because, because who wants to? Because who wants to? Me, it didn't take me right. that long to get that back. There you go. That it's video was weird. Don't want it. Walking down the street, didn't no, she have like a um, computerised thing in the video? Oh, I'm gonna have to go and look this up. Oh, I swear, there's a, there's a computerised <laughs> thing, and I, I swear she's just walking down the street. These are my favourite tangents on this we were podcast. We do favourite videos at one point, weren't we? We did the um, celebrity cameos, cameos, yeah. But because I always, I've always wanted to discuss in length the a good time video. Yeah, one d- shot. Yeah, one shot videos is definitely Which is one to mental do. Mental how do they you, did that. I, I went to. Um, we have we've got so much to talk about, know, and we've no, done. No, no, no. The, but this is to get, please forgive us because we have not met up. Yeah. Uh, we haven't even barely spoken the last few weeks so there's a lot to catch up yeah, on I'm sorry um, we speak most days <laughs> no, but we've not had a conversation at length is what I mean <laughs> oh no um, what I was going to say was uh, probably going back a few years ago I had dinner at Other Ed's house and he came up with this thing that we had to do before we went there which was to to pick some music videos that um, were just one shot oh no okay. no it, was, it wasn't it was they were one shot we had to pick some interesting music videos right okay, yeah. so we had dinner with uh, with with his wife and um, and Sam my partner and 
and then after dinner we just sort of moved to the living room area and just watched music videos for a bit which i guess in ed's mind and you know and mine as well is like his idea of an ideal evening i don't know how much sam or um caroline, caroline enjoyed it yeah, yeah. um but sam played along you know she'd picked a few as well but my thing was i picked five videos that were all one shot videos okay. and then it started this really long conversation so there are loads like you, you you'd think maybe there's like a handful there's 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 quite a lot but we there? could definitely do an episode on purely one shot music videos because i probably still have the list of ones that i um i picked out for oh, it yeah well, ed will have them written down yeah somewhere. that's <laughs> that's right up his street i bet he's listening to this now and he's getting excited about the possibility of an episode about one shot music videos um i was i was going to say something before we went off on on that tangent about music that's what i was going to say mm-hmm. so this brings me on nicely to two other tracks that i've noted down because i made a point of uh noting that um two good music videos because we've said in the past that music videos seem to be hit and miss these days i was about to say it's a shame music videos are a dying art i know i know i know i know and i always feel a little bit like a little bit of a pang when we say that of like is that true surely there's some good stuff out there the new bare naked ladies video is beautiful it's done it the song's called flip it's from the new album that's called uh detour Deforce or something. Oh, Detour Deforce, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I have seen Um, the title. Yeah, so Flip is the track, and the music video is a pop-up book, right? Oh, cool. Um, And it flips through the page of the pop-up book, and as the page pops up, it's scenes with them, and they're like pop-up characters as well. Obviously, they filmed it, and it's been obviously expensively animated to look like they're pieces of paper. Like, it's got that sort of vibe to it. But then there's like other things where like they're on a roller coaster, but the roller coaster track's all made out of like paper, like kind of paper that's been folded and stuff. It reminded me a little bit of something that maybe like okay go would do you know yeah, like they were quite creative yeah. with their music videos um I, I enjoyed the track as well but i think the music video actually added to it i think i enjoyed it more because i i thought the, the music video is just incredible so definitely um yeah definitely oh, look check at it. that out I'll check that out the other one was um so we got a gwen stefani track last year and i think we spoke about it yeah, right? yeah, yeah. uh let me reintroduce myself um then the next one comes out slow clap right yeah. which i think i enjoyed even more because it is like it really is like a throwback to like hollaback girl it's that sort of style yeah. uh and the music video for that dropped this week and that's got a very um sort of mid 2000s gwen vibe about it as well yeah uh, but again it looks like a music video that was shot with that sort of budget in that era it's like a sports hall type thing um and maybe there is more uh, marketing budget behind someone like gwen but yeah again another video that i enjoyed and not just because i well, yeah, funny love enough, gwen um when that came out i went on a bit of a youtube deep dive of gwen and no doubt and stuff and watching some of the original performances of them she was yeah. she deserves a lot of credit as a as a front woman she likes some of the we talked a little bit about this didn't we last episode yeah, we talked about no a, doubt. A, a letterman performance that was part one of the things i watched she's going for it and a lot mm. of women like in that genre well sorry in any genre wouldn't have put themselves out there like she did a bit you more know reserved. dressed the way she did you know i know she had a phenomenal figure still does you know and she's wearing like the low the high cut white sort of gym top and the mm-hmm. baggy trousers mm-hmm. but a lot of women were wearing like dresses or skirts or looking you know uh or very tight clothes and she's wearing like baggy trousers or beard you know she's an attractive lady you know that's, yeah she I, could wear anything and she'd still be attractive but she she really like she went for it and i guess there was like sweating on stage and like yeah throwing herself into it and not much makeup she like back in the I day she was think, incredible i think it is 
I think it's the punk rock upbringing that gave her the confidence that she's got because I think a yeah. lot of um, female artists, maybe from around that time, um, of, of a similar ilk, perhaps they they. I don't know. I mean, a lot's changed in the last 15 years and I think even a lot's changed in the last 15 months. But I think um, there was a lot of like feeling that if a, if a woman dressed in a certain way, if they were an artist, they couldn't be um, credible. Yeah, Do you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think now we've kind of like learned that they can dress wherever they want. And, and if we feel a certain way or, you know, have a certain opinion of that, then that shouldn't be what forms our decision of the track like the, no, those, no, you know those things it, it shouldn't you know oh no you've definitely both definitely things it, should you know, be judged equally not all that many years ago 20 30 years ago if you were singing ballads you wore something long and, <laughs> yeah and dress me maybe showed a little bit of boob you know if you were a pop and that singer, was just the men <laughs> if you were if you were doing like a pop track like a Mariah carey that dress might be a little bit shorter and there mm. might be a little bit more cleavage you know there was a yeah. look to, to to women in music because unfortunately yeah. a lot of their careers were controlled by the way they looked in the you know a lot of but that was the same with boy bands as well it was face first voice second which is why you used to get a lot of boy bands performing topless and only one of the five of the boy band could sing you know <laughs> give them your dues like boy zone yeah like I don't, I don't think they'd mind me saying that really the only two singers there were Ronan Keaton and um, Stephen um, Gately. Yeah, and the um, same, same would take that really, I'm wasn't sh- it? Shane Duffy and, um, is it Keith and, um, were they a five or a four? Yeah. I think they were. I, I can they, remember the other guy's name, can, I'm not going to say it because of the embarrassment of knowing it. Well, no, say it. I knew Keith and, but I knew four of them. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was called Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. Uh, they could all like... Harmon harmonise and everything, yeah, but they, they yeah, weren't yeah. lead singers. Yeah. Take that slightly different, you know, you had essentially five singers, but there was more in later years on the later albums that I've checked out because I'm, I'm I'd say I'm a bit of a take that fan. I like a lot of what Gary Barlow's done. I think he's bar the money stuff, but uh, <laughs> musically, I think he's a bloody his autobiography is amazing. I get what you're saying. You know, the, a lot of it was image based. Yeah, I, is, I only brought is, men into it because I didn't want it to seem like it was just. No, I, I, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think it was exclusive to so women. So it was, it was refreshing to watch these older videos and watching Gwen be herself, basically. Mm. And I'm not. I'm not going to say oh, everyone should do that because I know it's not like that. If there's money behind you and someone's saying, by the way, if you were wearing this or not wearing that in mm. some cases, you know, I'm sure your single will go to number one. It's going to be hard to turn that so stuff this is, down. This is why I think um, artists like Adele and Billie Eilish have done a great job of changing that perspective that we have a little bit uh, of how people appear and the music that they make because Billie Eilish wears like big baggy sweaters and stuff doesn't yeah, she yeah, yeah. and actually she, she's made a point that she doesn't want to wear um, anything more revealing because she doesn't want to be judged for yeah, that right yeah. now I'd argue that she should feel free to wear whatever she wants and she shouldn't be judged for yeah, it yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day she wears that Gwen wears something different you know what I mean but yeah. no each of those people deserve to be judged uh, for their music to be judged on its um, on, the music on its quality rather yeah. than how they choose to perform. And obviously, I'm sure she's when she got big, she she sent a lovely letter to Susan Boyle <laughs> and said, "Thank you, thank you for allowing me to wear what I want." <laughs> you think what this Billie Eilish did? Yeah, <laughs> because I think Susan Boyle started the trend of you can look how you want. Yeah, and but you could still have. <laughs> 
a beautiful voice. Now, um, for the record, I don't actually think Susan Boyle had a beautiful I, voice. I, I think it was more about the fact that she wasn't the most attractive right. conventionally looking. It became thing. a bit of a yeah. Sadly, when actually, I think if you'd put that on anyone else, I think they would. Mm. It was, I think it was the backstory and the cat. You know, she was a cat woman. I think it was the whole story with Susan Boyle. <laughs> So this has gone to a weird place. <laughs> this is why I like that we didn't just say it was. That was like a really serious, like um, you know. I had to bring it back down. Yeah, we're getting very yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah, aren't yeah, yeah. We? yeah it was bordered on credible for a second. Then, well, 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 we can go back to doing credible if you like. Um, speak. Well, okay, right. Here's, well, talking of look, let's discuss the new offspring single. We never <laughs> have sex anymore. <laughs> yeah, let's t- totally flip this on its head. But I tell you what, right? Th- that does follow along nicely because I've got <laughs> some serious thoughts about this. Oh, actually, God. Uh, a rant or I, d- I don't know whether. Oh no! Right. I'll put it out there. Okay. I'm probably of the same opinion of you before you start thinking I'm going to get all upset. Right. Here we go. I'm going to tread carefully. Let me carefully. take you back to 1994. A band released Smash on Epitaph. It goes on to be the biggest selling album on a indie, uh, independent record label of all time. They change things up. Songs like Self Esteem. They don't care. They're punk. Mm. They're rockers. They, they're doing things unconventionally. They're surfers. They're playing what they want. They rip they're smashing things if you'll excuse me roll on 2021 (laughs) and you've got we never have sex anymore (laughs) right okay I didn't plan any of that by the way right take out take out the lyrics give it a totally different set of lyrics right let's just judge it musically okay alright right. yeah 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 it's fine like I I don't like it I I just it just didn't do it for me musically didn't do it for me what about the horns and the intro? The big... Oh, they're a ska band now, aren't they? <laughs> no, uh, no, it, it's like a big bra- big band type thing, yeah? Yeah. Um, not really my thing, no. right? So if it had just been any other set of lyrics, I'd just gone, oh, that one's not for me, right? Yeah. The lyrics, okay? I don't like the lyrics yeah. either, right? And, you know, I like I've said to you before, I don't think lyrics are the be-all and end-all, but... Yeah. A bad set of lyrics can put me off a song. So I could have liked it musically, but gone, you know what? I don't like the lyrics, though. Mm-hmm. So so I don't like the music. I don't like the lyrics. But here's the thing that I really don't like, right? Well, not that I don't like. I just don't get. Where the fuck did the idea come from? Yeah. Like, like, who thinks, right, that we want to, or that anybody wants to hear a song from a man who I'm guessing is in his 50s now, mm-hmm. singing about the fact that he doesn't get to have sex that often anymore. Like, of all the ideas that you could think of for a song in 2021, how is that the one that makes you think, I'm onto something there? I just don't get it. I think it's delusional. <laughs> and it could, it, I could, it could have come out and I could have gone, lyrics are awful. Musically, it's a, I really enjoy it. I don't like anything about it. But the thing that I've got a real issue with is why they thought that was a good idea. So when when they say, but you're still with me, so I guess I'm not complaining in yeah. the chorus. I didn't pick up on that. I just... Doesn't win you back? No. The thing is for me, right, the chorus itself... Um, if you love me... The chorus picks up, but the lyric, like you say, unfortunately the lyrics are still... 
about that topic. Yeah. And the whole topic, we never have sex anymore. And it's not even well sung. <laughs> like, <laughs> we never dance around on the floor like we did that long well, you've ago. You've listened a couple bam, of times. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> it's just that I don't get, as a second single from a band who I fucking love, by the way. Like, I, I love The Offspring. Mm. Like, I still genuinely listen to like albums like Ignition which is their second album I still love Americana still love Conspiracy of One I think Splinter's a bloody good album it, it's got but I, I didn't listen to Days Gone By and whatnot. And but there's been a couple of singles like Huck It and you know I know we've talked about bumping in my truck and stuff and I'm just like if it's a vocal thing and Dexter can't do the... I'm not expecting him to be able to bash out all I want. We discussed in the last episode that, unfortunately, age and drinking, because I found out from a podcast with my Carrera and Noodles that apparently drinking is a thing they still love to do after a show. Noodles says he's drunk every night on tour. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I can't remember it. I'm always drunk. It's like, And I like to hear that. Good, you're having a good time. <laughs> and he did say that he's never done a bad performance. He always waits to get drunk afterwards anyway so the voices go so i'm not expecting dexter to be able to sing all i want the same way he did when he was 25 now he's 55 30 years later but also if you can't sing like that anymore and you can you still have that back catalog that they do if this is what you're i i question the motive all right in the sense that i i get it he they've been in bands now the the two surviving original members since you know, they were kids right yeah. and i get there is all in the same way that all these bands that just can't not do it but fuck me like when they were when one of them when dexter bought that lyric to the table and went all right <laughs> Listen here, boys. All right, you know how we really want to do another album because it's our life. All right, I'll no apology. I, I can forgive them for that. Why didn't one of them turn around and say, "Mate, we wrote the kids aren't all right." <laughs> we were even like, um, I mean, even she's got issues. Is a little bit. T- There's tongue-in-cheek songs, original le- prankster, but this isn't tongue-in-cheek. This is just lazy. Let's be it's honest. Lazy. Let's be honest, right? You know, this is the same band that did. Give it to me, baby. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, but the, and but, bumping in my trunk and those things. When, but you don't even include bumping in my trunk. Give it to me, baby, and whatnot. That came out at a time when that was like it was different, but it was like, oh yeah, this is. And then the whole album was like, I don't know. This, this is twenty twenty one. When you're nearly sixty, you can't <laughs> expect this to be taken credibly. The, the problem is, is I feel like. Pretty Fly and Bumping in My Trunk, or whatever it's called. Um, is that what it's called? Whoa, California whoa. something. Turn up the heat. Yeah, 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 right. They're supposed to be parodies, right? Yeah. I don't know what this is a parody of. Well, no, they said Bumping in My Truck was a parody, didn't they? But mm. I wonder if that was... Be- I wonder if it will come out in a couple of weeks that we never have sex anymore as a parody because they've realised it's not. But there are people on the fucking Offspring Facebook page. I probably won't post this episode, um, which I have done with previous ones when we mentioned band. Because a lot of people are loving this track. And that's, you know... I, so I put Look, one word down. I'm sure. I put one word down and I put creative question mark. <laughs> like as if that was were they trying to be creative? I'm sure there are lots of other men who have grown up listening to the offspring yeah. who aren't having sex anymore. 
who <laughs> to hear this that's, that's the that's the the clientele that's the the yeah. niche they're going yeah for. there's a ton of 50 year olds who have still got xl offspring t-shirts from wembley 99 or whatever and they're going fuck me dexter's really spoke to me there we never have sex anymore yeah that that is did you i told you there was still music for me <laughs> You're getting frighteningly close to to the image that I have in my head of just like a working men's club, cut right? off sleeves, okay, <laughs> offspring, them tattoo. playing in the corner, a load of overweight, big beer belly guys just sat around, right, and the doors are closed. Now this is our thing. <laughs> don't yeah. come in here. This is our thing. You don't have sex. We don't have sex anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's um. It's an awful idea. Interestingly, though. It's an awful um, idea. <laughs> Please repeat that so we know that we can still be friends. What? It's an awful idea. What, me and you going to a working space? No! Oh, right. the, the concept of the song. Look, I'm, I'm still so excited for the album. Yes. And, and, and you we very kindly booked tickets. us tickets to see them <laughs> play acoustic. I, feel I like booked this is... them before this was dropped. Yeah. I booked it on uh, Let the Bad Times Roll. Which... If I look around at that show <laughs> oh yes and i say to you mate this is the workingman's club i don't think that we we still have sex you know not together but we still have, you know well yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't want to go I don't into th- details I don't on think this podcast I, <laughs> I don't think this applies to us no no uh, but it's not even an, a full album i was tr- i was explaining alluding to this uh, uh before we started recording it's um there's like three tracks which have already been released or uh, in previously and yeah. they've just been bundled. Yeah. So what Odd. a lot of people are discussing, because Noodles have said there's a lot of material, what they're saying is this is like a selection of tracks and there's going to be a second album to follow. Okay. But this is all speculation on the Offspring Facebook page forum. <laughs> right. um, the Offspring fans, if anyone's interested, there's about 31 posts a day. Uh, wow, well, all yeah. about Offspring. Yeah. The Offspring a lot Working of it Men's is Club how good was this album and it's the front cover of smash and i'm like yeah. i've ticked i've uh, said like <laughs> to this post four times already today yeah this is why quite often you link me to things that are in um oh yeah and you can't see groups them, and yeah, i can't yeah. see it and i don't join because i just don't want all of that some of them are really good the feeder one i join is really good because occasionally there's like a rarity of a live performance comes up yeah, that sort of thing i like i uh, like the um when they covered um can't stand news um can't stand losing you yeah. uh, running festival oh, yeah. uh, the police cover and it's such a good cover and i was like yeah i'm gonna watch that again and i hadn't thought about that from yeah i don't years. mind that sort of thing but it's just when it's just constant just like oh just the same thing i'm just like oh, i don't need to be part of this group well i'm part of yeah quite a few now um, right um, it's good for research good for research but anyway that yeah also um our tickets were 20 quid for the acoustic show would you want me to pay you now? No, no, no. <laughs> um, four pound of that was towards the CD. Okay. Two points here, all right? Isn't that clever? Yeah. The way they boost this yeah. ticket and album. Deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, Such yeah. Such a clever idea. Of, yeah. Two, they then released a UK tour. Yeah. Fifty-four pound a ticket for the Wembley. For the full band. Yeah, for the Do full you, band. So, so tw- for 20 quid you get Dexter and Noodles. But you're paying for the intimate setting there. I don't know how many people. No, no, no. But, I, but I'm saying, is the rest of the package worth the extra thirty-six quid? quid? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I was a little bit because uh, I was going to get Wembley, and then I thought, who am I going to take with me? Who's paying fifty-four quid to come with me? Because the first ever time I saw yeah, them was at I Wembley don't think Stadium. I would. Sorry, uh, with, I'm just not that big a fan. 
but I'm interested to see this acoustic show. We're going mainly because it's the day before my birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be a good crack. In fact, I think I even said to you at the time, by the way, if you can hear someone's bin rolling, that's because we are in a garden, okay? You know, there are limitations to this. She's done it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> Sabotage. Oh, don't bring up them again. <laughs> right. Um, I'll tell you what I'm going to bring up. So mm-hmm. a while ago, this is going back to pre-pandemic, back in the day when we talk about songs indoors with each other. Um, you spoke about uh, Pofu, yeah? Yeah. yeah a song yeah. called Deathbed, right? Yeah. So on that track, do you know who the other artist is? Oh, I knew her name at the time. Biba Doody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be- <laughs> Biba Doody. Fuck's sake, right? I even rehearsed saying this fucking name because I knew that I'd fuck it yeah, up. but you also be- read the podcast, so be- you could cut yeah. this bit out. <laughs> I'm not fucking going to edit this. Bebadoobie. Yeah, right, yeah. Everyone fucking knows because she's very popular. Now, here's my thing about Bebadoobie. There you go. I nailed it that time. She played a dirty hit, which is the label she's on, who I rave about all the time now, that yeah, dirty yeah, hit yeah. label. She played a dirty hit showcase at what used to be Ibar, now Anvil, in Bournemouth, right? This was going back maybe two, two and a half years ago. Oh, right? wow. I was going to go, and I didn't. And it's one of those ones that I just regret not going. I wish I'd, I'd gone. Um, because I'd heard a couple of her tracks, and I thought, I want to see this, because I think there's a chance that, you know, she could be playing the Bic, you know, which is, what, 10,000 capacity or something? Yeah, 6,000. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anvil is 100 people. And <laughs> she, she... Yeah. <laughs> If that, yeah, um, you're breaking laws if you've got 100 people in there, right? So, I, I didn't note down the exact figure, but she has something like hundreds of millions of, of plays a week, a, a month, sorry, on, on Spotify, right? She's wow. huge. I don't know whether it's a big US following, I, I think it might be, but that track that you were on about that definite one that yeah. is her most popular track okay so that that track is even bigger than she is that track has had 950 million plays it's about to hit a billion plays on spotify it's huge <laughs> are you broken you've you started what? yeah 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 that yeah see when i when i first listened to it i did think that i haven't stumbled across this i've, I've this I've, is a hit yeah i did think but i don't know whether it I'm, w- I'm just out of the loop here he's this this track's probably on the radio now i've not I don't know, how did i start i came on my release radar, radar, didn't it? yeah but we're talking nearly two years ago it's when we first started doing the pod um but anyway so because i missed that show yeah i don't know whether you get a bit like this because i missed it i felt a little bit like oh, I don't want to really get into her now because if I every time I listen to the music, I'm going to regret not going to that show. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years. A song of hers came up on release radar. I gave it a go, and yeah, I, I really like it. This this one's called "Last Day on Earth." Okay. Um, I think you like it as well. It's got a sort of a indie sort of '90s kind of feel to it. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I feel ready now to get back into it. I've gotten over the, the, the butthurt of, of not going to that show. And the shit thing is, there was a joiner's date as well. Oh. <laughs> I didn't go to either you of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm ready what, to... What, what, what was the tour? A record? Um, yeah, Dirty Hit um, label tour. Oh, how could... Just uh, and the, another one was back. We could do a whole episode on... The gigs we should have gone to. Yeah. yeah or... I think it, um, 
uh, label tours, yeah, like or magazine, for... like when Enemy used to do the Enemy, yeah, Club Enemy ones. Stuff. Like it's mad to think that they were. Big. Well, there was another act on that Dirty Hit tour called a guy called No Rome, who I've I've got into some of his stuff as well. And again, I'm just like I've got to fucking, I could have been stood on the stage with him. You, you know, I, the one that I always talk about. You know, I I was very fortunate to be there when Future Islands played yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at Ibar as it was then, and there wasn't a hundred people. There wasn't even ten people there. No, no, I know. Um, and that is such a that is a, one of definitely one of my like not claim to fame, but one of my you know humble brags. But now, that is one of the gigs. Uh, or, uh, have you got gigs that you can't remember? Probably, but I, as you I can tell, I can normally give you the date that I they was happened. At that, that Ibar show. For because I remember Amy Can Fly headlining. No, they didn't headline. Future Islands headlined. I thought Amy Can Fly headlined. I think you might be thinking of um, Ear Power. I think they were called. So it was that era, though. It was that era when when um, when between our friends Dom and Tom, they and Mark, they used to have a show on pretty much uh, once or twice a week. I'm pr- I thought it was definitely that a future Amy Fly headline. got asked to headline because because mm, they were the local. Yeah, no, that that happened to that condition show that we talked about with of course Tom yeah, Clark. Um, yeah. Um, do you want a blast from the past? Yeah, yeah. Have I you got the sound effects still? Oh, I, I, sorry, you told me that you might have this, <laughs> and I um. I see. I've got anything else to. You've just reminded the me moment. that there's a, a a song that I found on Spotify the other day. And I I need to um, podcast. I need to go back because it was so weird. This band released two tracks, and um, sorry, it's just a. That's a, quite alright. I've caught. Oh, what the hell was that? It released. It released. They released two tracks, and that was all they ever released. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, for crying out loud! So I googled the members and found out the female in the band, who did the vocals, is now just performing under her own name and it's got loads of hits okay and now i, I think i've i think i st- I'm, I'm i'm thinking i was clever enough to heart it so i think it's come up in probably my saved artist but that's another band if i can remember who she is i'd love to chat about because i was really impressed by that so well, that, just that, that was very vague but it, you did feel this you felt you did manage to feel the time there that was a lot of noise from the past <laughs> I can't find the blast. I've only got the um, the gunshot. Because hey. before I've had a... Oh, now it's loading something else. Well, I, th- I don't know where the actual blast apart. has gone. Look, it's going to be worth it. Would you like... You can have anything. From the past. <laughs> <laughs> we what are in the garden. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, do you hear that? <laughs> Just near the forest, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> do... do do the creaking again. All right. Do the thing. Creak from the antique. <laughs> Good one. Let's hear it. Right, here's an antique for you. Phil Collins. Got a lot of hits. Yeah. <laughs> Should we tell the Phil Collins story? Oh, sorry. stop doing it. It's like my bloody man's house. <laughs> To be fair, my car door. I'm amazed you didn't hear me arrive earlier on because my car door is embarrassing. I thought I heard you arrive three times. I was getting all like angsty. Christy told me to go outside. (laughs) You could have waved me down. Right, Phil Collins. So when we say about Phil Collins has a lot of hits, that is from when we drove to see the Adequate 7 final show at um, uh, at Cardiff Uni. This is weird. I talked about this on a 
ska punk for um fan page today oh there we go well it's, it was this a is weird big deal it was a big deal that a show. unident or whatever they call um, it because we because it was a big bill there, there's a lot that we remember about that show it wasn't yeah. just adequate seven there was it was get cape it was shooting goon shooting reformed goons, for it right. um captain uh, everything and cap down cap down get big, cape big big deal so we, we did a road trip down there right but we only took uh free cds because we were hoping that we would just use i think it was like creative zen that we used to have then right yeah, yeah. that didn't work so all we had were free cds yeah the CDs, for some reason it wouldn't plug in would it? <laughs> the, oh no 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 i've i've told this wrong we didn't have we only had one cd yeah right? one cd lighthouse family yeah because right? my um my player would wasn't my radio wasn't picking up the yeah. the I paid 100 quid for that adapter, didn't I? So I could plug it in at the yeah, back of the thing and yeah. then just plug it into the red and white, That's whatever right. they It called. didn't work. So we, all we had was Lighthouse Family, right? Yeah, so, so, we, yeah. so we probably listened to that twice on the way down, right? And we like Lighthouse well, Family. Was the radio not an option? <laughs> <laughs> Why have we never discussed this? I don't know. I don't know. An- anyway. Anyway, so we listened to Lighthouse Family probably twice. We yeah, yeah. had a little gap. Maybe we did do a bit of radio between them. So whilst we were in Cardiff, we thought we'd better buy some CDs for the way back. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I bought the best of Phil Collins, and you bought two Avril Lavigne CDs. It was a double package, the first and the second. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. So I think the, I already owned the first album. I think well, the ch- bought it, bought it, <laughs> bought it again. Well, why wouldn't you? Because we wanted <laughs> it was more like two CDs. For ten quid. Yes, that was it. I think ten quid may have been the um, the limit that we set ourselves. Yeah, yeah. So we thought, right, Phil Collins. This is a big bumper best of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we always say the man has a lot of hits. Well, you read the back, and to be fair, yeah. Hit after hit after hit. The CD's called Hits. But <laughs> and he does have a lot of them. But what's not on this, and I totally forgot about it until I saw something the other day, and it reminded me, it took me back to the days of going to Paul Library, uh, renting out the CDs from there for a pound a pop, yeah. and copying them and taking them back. And mm-hmm. fuck, I probably, my whole CD collection was copies from these loans from the library. I even remember I'd like, in my bedroom, I had one of those, um, the big boxes that came with all the uh, CDRs in the jewel cases. Yeah, yeah. And I kept that box because I had like basically my CD collection you could flip through. Yeah. And I think sometimes you'd done some nice uh, artwork on them for me, replicating the logos. Sometimes I had a go. But anyway, one that I had that I never replaced, probably because it was a bit of a questionable choice. Right, I don't know. I must have really rooted through the library to get down to this point where I thought this is worth a punt, right? Yeah. And this was at the point where we, we kind of had some music that we liked that we sort of carried over from the late nineties and stuff. So really, when we were going to the library, we we're looking for albums from bands we'd heard about, Green Day, The Offspring, whoever it might be, and then just stuff that we just wanted to hear a bit more of, right? Yeah, Alien Ant Farm, that sort of thing. Yeah. So one day I. Hired out, hired out. That makes it sound like it's like a, a kiss a grab, a trampoline, or a bouncy castle. Like, right, I rented. That sounds more like Blockbuster now. Uh, the Tarzan soundtrack, right? Because there was a song that was on a Now CD that was Phil Collins. You'll be in my heart, right? Yeah, I loved it. You've got it, right? So anyway, I had this. I saw something the other day that said. Um, it was like it was either on a tweet or it was on something else to listen to and they said Phil Collins didn't get the memo that he just needed to do a soundtrack for a Disney film he went all out on the Tarzan soundtrack and I was like yeah I did like that so I went back this is my blast from the past the Tarzan soundtrack 
fucking hell, right? People bang on about how good The Lion King is and how good Toy Story is. Tarzan is the forgotten gem in Disney's crown. Phil Collins fucking blew the roof off the jungle with this soundtrack. It's incredible. It's not just You'll Be In My Heart. It's tracks like Two Worlds and Strangers Like Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been a staple in our house for the last couple of weeks. You're talking to someone with a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Fred did a whole year as Tarzan. Oh. So I have I know this soundtrack off by heart. I could get Christy out from the house now and say Liam's just bought Tarzan soundtrack and she would be right. able to sing some of the things. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Strangers Like Me it might be one of the greatest choruses sad ever heard. songs on there as well. Yeah, like well I know, loses. yeah. Mm. The parents, that first song as well. It does get a bit... Uh... I'm, yeah, I'm all for that. Right. I'm all for that. I'm surprised there's not been a Record Store Day release on vinyl. <laughs> well, Record Store Day, I, I made a note. I don't know if we'll get to that. Maybe we'll talk about that another day. But um, one of the things I was going to say, what is still good about Record Store Day, is you do occasionally get releases of stuff on uh, soundtracks on, on vinyl yeah, that you just yeah, don't yeah. normally see. And yeah, I think I'd there's buy that. Some, there was, there's been some interesting ones yeah. uh, over the years, haven't there? Like um, Moana was on picture disc. Right. Um Ghostbusters, which I believe you did get. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was the glow in the dark. Um, yeah, which was ten inch. Yeah, which was more the. Appeal. But it's more when they do things like they'll do like an Austin Powers one or just something really random. Yeah, that happened, and I was annoyed I never went for that because I'd, I'd still love that. But. but yeah, I definitely get the Tarzan one because fuck me, oh my god, yeah, it's Collins. good. It's good. It, Incredible. But yes, <laughs> he put a lot of, of effort into it. Yeah. And I just and I just feel like and and that's great that you you're aware of it. But I feel like in the broader sort of like pop culture landscape, no one's talking about Tarzan two. Not so good. Uh, Stories a bit different. Have yeah, you watched the film? Um, no, it is on my list of things to do. Yeah, watch it. It's quite funny. Yeah, pr- perhaps not as good as the soundtrack. No, the soundtrack uh, top top trumps. Yeah, the, the, it's good. Okay. You know, well, there you just go. quickly. That's, uh, that's my bass from the past. This is not music related, but it's seen as we've just mentioned films, two films I highly highly recommend and I can't believe I'm saying this well, I've only just watched them the Angry Birds movies <laughs> I swear to God who does the soundtrack for that? I t- no, there's no real soundtrack yeah. on it the first one. Oh no there's a Charlie XEX song that's on the uh, the Angry Birds soundtrack oh yeah there are, there's a couple yeah. of songs I think it's called Explode yes which would make sense yeah <laughs> um, but some genuinely like in fact I had a um I've watched one of the clips just from it like eight times. There's some genuinely hilarious moments which the boys did not get and they only laugh because I'm crying. So they almost wait for me. There's a bit where they <laughs> I get ready and I go, oh, I've got to sit down and I literally am just in hysterics and they just laugh because I'm laughing. Now, I'll tell you what, right, honestly, I think there's probably more chance of me taking a punt on that than if someone had said say to me, oh, you must watch Pulp Fiction or you must watch Fear oh, and Loathing no. in Las Vegas. But all films, I'm sure, are bloody good and I probably should have seen them, especially as I've got a fucking A level in film studies. But you know, sometimes when something's so big that you think, yeah, I'm sure it's well, great, honest, honest, but it's also probably a little bit bloody boring because it's too good. Sometimes these, like, I, I would left field fucking suggestions. I would sit and watch Angry Birds 1 mm. on my own if I was bored. I'd put okay. it on. I found it that funny. What platform is it on? That's the question these days. Is it uh, Netflix? Netflix, okay. one, um, Prime for two. 
They haven't, they haven't Maybe I'll do a, a double feature. I'll do that and then Pulp Fiction after. Did Batman, <laughs> Lego Batman the other day as well. Yeah, I've heard that's good. I've never oh, seen it. So good. Yeah. Not as funny as Angry Birds 1, though. <laughs> Anger, <laughs> and Angry Birds. So basically, there's two bits in both which you watch the whole film for. One involves swimming, one involves a toilet, and it is. They've written it for the adults. Okay. And it is so. Oh, it? We're waiting for those but bits now. I still. Oh, God. I'd love to have done computer stuff and worked out how they do all the facial expressions on. Animation. On, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's the correct term. I was thinking that's why I computer stuff's quite broad. That could be Excel. Well, talking <laughs> of um, failed uh, uh, uni degrees, um, we mentioned the offspring earlier. And obviously, Dexter famously has a PhD in molecular. Biology. It's quite a punk thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, Science. Greg, uh, Graffin has a PhD in zoology and mm-hmm. teaches evolution. Rivers Cuomo and um, Tom Morello both graduated from Harvard with honours. Uh, Rivers went back to do it. So I've got a little game for you. And Milo from. Uh, oh, was that one of the Milo answers? Milo Ackerman is. Um, uh, well, like a stem cell scientist or something. Isn't I can't write them all down. Anyway, so uh, not only music related, but. Is this a degree, or is it not a degree? Okay. All right, let's see how you get on. Is beer a degree? Yes. What element of beer do you think is a degree? Um, Just beer, or...? The the yeast part of it is. Yes, the Ferment- distilling. Yeah. The distilling okay, is a degree, right? Yeah. Is skateboarding a degree? Yes. No, but surfing is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not a degree yet. It could be. Is elephant riding a degree? Yeah. It's not yet. Oh, for fuck's but sake. animal behaviour is. <laughs> I don't know why. I was giving you so a what? I've got one more for you. Is floral design a degree? Oh, 100%. Oh, that is, yeah, correct. Yeah. correct. I think Good. they probably do it at Bournemouth uh, Arts fun. University. And to just top it off, I don't want you to see my face. Is bagpipes a degree? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because music's a degree, so you could specialise in... You can in... do a whole separate degree wow. in just bagpipes, though. Excellent. It's not involved in music. Is it a uh, is it a condition that you've got to wear a kilt? I, I didn't look mm. into that. but I, that, that was good. That wasn't the quiz that I was expecting, but yeah. Well, no, cool. that was the spin on it. Right, so now if everybody feels like they've entered some sort of weird fever dream of their own, maybe it's time for me to tell you about my dream that I had. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. I've been sleeping really oddly the last couple of weeks. I've been having really, really vivid dreams. Um, And I've been waking up pretty much every day at 5.58, every time I look at my phone. Oh, fucking 5.58 again. Oh, wow. Right? People probably relate to this. This happens sometimes, yeah? Um, I never forget, here's the tangent, I never forget one day I woke up, right? It was 6.05, right? And I thought to myself, six oh that looks like it says Goss, right? <laughs> and that was the day that Goss got evicted from the Big Brother house. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, I had a dream the other night that you came to me and said, Hey, uh, busted her, um, you want to hear some gossip? Yeah, 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 busted, yeah? Yeah, yeah, busted gossip. They're struggling to uh, write the next album. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> Now, at this point, it's not weird. This this is something that I could imagine you might come to me with, right? Yeah, yeah. How do you know? Oh, uh, they told this person, and this person's told that person they've told me, right? I'm not going to say the names of these people. No, no, Or no. maybe I should. Chris, but it's, uh, Chris Ridgers. There we go. There's the person that might be listening to this podcast. 
But genuinely, it's it's plausible that I could have heard some gossip about Busted. Yeah, exactly. All of it seemed legitimate, right? Yeah. So it, it was via Chris Ridges, right? So here we go. That, that's our random name that we've, uh, we've mentioned. Let's see if Chris gets in touch. He won't be listening. <laughs> I didn't think Karis was going to be. But anyway, so you said our names have been mentioned as possibly being able to help, right? Oh, hello. Now, again, I feel like this is fairly in keeping with something that you might do, right? It might have just been that someone had said to you, oh, they're looking for people who might be able to, um, you know, write a song or somebody who's had experience with it in the past. Okay. And you might twist that to me <laughs> to say, our names are mentioned, right? So I'm still not in this stream. I'm still thinking perfectly legitimate, right? Yeah, yeah. So, right? Responding to this in a kind of, you know, sort of way that I might. Uh, I tried to put on a deep voice, right, to try and sound like Charlie Simpson, right? You did this in the dream? Yeah, to you. <laughs> guy's got a really deep voice, hasn't he? Like you, you listen to him talk, you a really deep voice, right? Yeah, yeah, he has got a deep voice. Uh, and then I just started riffing, right, words, right? and I it To all, me? Yeah. I, I was like, I was Am like, I recording it? I don't know, you just you just that, I'm just trying to entertain you. Almost like we're doing now, right? All right, okay. But these words just flowed out of me a bit too naturally, right? In your dream. Yeah. Weird. And you're looking at me like, this, this isn't bad, right? Then I woke up, right? And I still had the song in my head, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've written the fucking song down. And it's going in the vault. Because one day, we won't need it. And that is where that song came from. A song I wrote in a dream. Is it good? I think it's all right. I think it's okay. I've got a little bit of a melody for it. Can we I've have got one some lyrics. Um, all right. I didn't want to. You've got to. You've just told a fever dream, <laughs> uh, and you're not even going to give us like I a was little there, portion. Half asleep. Don't right? worry. I won't turn it into a shit lyric. And I, I was. <laughs> I was there half asleep. Right. Typing this on my phone. Going what the fuck. <laughs> am i actually doing but you know it's have you sent it to it's 2021 busted. and we're in the second year of a pandemic so what the fuck is even real anymore yeah here's the chorus <laughs> we get the whole chorus i tell you what i'm gonna do he's doffed his account to himself <laughs> i'm gonna tell you right people listening i'm sorry you don't get to hear it right okay. but you get to hear ed's reaction at the end right? oh yeah like this this is the chorus all right you're gonna wait, hear leave right? a pause so you can edit this out really good and that is I can imagine them singing that they wanted a busted song I wrote a busted song I, I'm, I'm telling you now there's I'm one thing in that because I've always been and I've always vocally said on this podcast how much I am a fan of Liam's lyrics but genuinely if that was crap I'd just tell you because it'd be funny <laughs> but that, I would send that there's one thing say, in it James James Bourne I've written this. I know you write all the lyrics, but I wrote this in a dream. I'm not asking for much. Just yeah. could you come on the pod? There's one <laughs> thing in it, isn't there? That is a f- that is a film reference. Don't say what it yeah, is. Yeah. That I think is the bit that makes it really busted. And to be fair, there is something. There's a song of theirs that kind of relates to this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Three thousand. Yeah. Um, but that's not bad for a dream, is it? It's not mm. bad that I did that on Idol. I'd take that from a dream. <laughs> 
So yeah, um, turns out you can write <laughs> stuff in your dreams as well. Anyway, have you had the Eurovision entry? No, I saw your <laughs> bloody thing on this. Oh no, I have. Right. And then I listened to it. I hated it. Oh man, I think we're going to win. <laughs> we're not going to win. We'll definitely not win. I hated it. I, I almost no. messaged you, but you put it on your Facebook. And I was like, oh, let him have it. To be fair, it sounds a lot like something. And I got to the bottom of it. The guy that oh. did the song. Who is, is he? He's the brother of. So his name is James Newman. Yeah. He's yeah. the brother of John Newman. John Newman. Who did the song of Calvin Harris. Blaming on me. Don't blame it on the night. <laughs> I think he's done other ones, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done his own songs as well. But that's the big one that people know, yeah? So this his brother sounds quite like him. And the yeah. song is quite in keeping. So mm-hmm. the thing of Eurovision is that they can enter a chart success. They have to enter just like a, a random, like an unknown. Yeah. Because, you know, we, we put the best music you could possibly put in, really. Like, British music's amazing. Yeah. Um, God, I got really patriotic. That's really quite uncharacteristic. Did Mother do it one year? No, I don't think so. But anyway, ours are normally not great. And I just feel like this has got a little bit of oomph. But the thing is, he was supposed to do it last year. Obviously, Eurovision got cancelled. Mm-hmm. So he's got a second chance. And it's not the same song. He got to go away and do another song. Oh, right. um, I like it. I'm, I'm getting behind it. Uh, normally, I'll go. F- I'll back Lithuania. But this year... I'm, What's uh, Lithuania's entry? I don't know this year. But um, I'm just saying, normally, I'll, oh, right. I'll back Lithuania. Well, don't, don't put all your eggs in one basket until or, you've heard um, that. Azerbaijan can be quite good sometimes. Are they? Yeah, Azerbaijan, yeah. I think they won it one year. Did they? Yeah. Um, I've got no more tangents. That's it. I'm, I'm at the end of the road now. Have you got anything else? No, that was it. Unless you want to finish off with... Go on, give us a few more tickets. of the tickets. All right, so I've got the tickets out. Da, 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 da. Oh, here we go. I don't think you'll get anywhere close to this. And maybe one day we'll tell this story on the, the podcast. Um, Real Big Fish, Salisbury City Hall. Okay, I'm going to say, shit, I'm going to say 23rd of March 2006. 24th of January. Oh, wow, a lot earlier than I thought, yeah. All right, here we go. This one's a good ticket to bring out. I knew it was the end of the month. Bowling for Soup, Wheatus and Son of Dork. Oh, there we go. Randomly after talking about Southampton Guildhall. Right, that was... I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't have got it. I'm going to say that was the... I might have fucked this up because I can't remember what the cap down date was, but was it the? Was it around the 9th of February 2007? No. But no. the 9th was another gig at the Guildhall. Uh, plus 44. Correct. Come on. So, when was Bowling for Soup before or after? Before. By how many days? Um, okay. I'm going to say that the Bowling for Soup gig was on the Monday. Was it the same? Was it that week? Around All right. The- so, I'll give it. So, you are correct. I'll, I'll, I'll end the misery. Thank you. On February the 5th, we saw Cap Down and, um, Howard's Alias yeah. at Consortium in Bournemouth. Great gig. On the 7th, we then saw Bowling for Soup. On the 9th, we then saw Plus 44. 
and on the tenth we saw Gym Class Heroes at Ski Lodge. Oh, I could have probably. Oh no, I don't know if I would have remembered that one. I so kn- that is four. It was a big week. Yeah, big yeah, week. it was a big week. Big I, week. I, yeah, I, I think if I'd remembered the Capdown date that you said earlier on, but the thing is, in my mind, Capdown was on a Tuesday because Consortium was always a Tuesday, but maybe it was a Monday. All right, here's one to finish oh, off, know. which I'm not. I'd be interested to see if you get this. Um, and again, we've been lucky enough to see a lot of bands that we probably shouldn't have at this venue when they've dipped. Not dipped, they've got they've looked for a cool venue. Newfound Glory at Wedgwood. Uh that was the I'm gonna say the third of February two thousand and eight. Oh, it's the ninth of ah. February. How sometimes I'm wondering even how you get the year. <laughs> The year's the easiest bit. No, it is. Yeah, I could probably do the year on every single one you've got there. Well, some of them you, but we, you didn't go <laughs> we, to. We can't stay here all night doing this. All right. I'll tell you what, right? You found, oh, no, that was 2006 as well. Um, I, I, I'm trying to find one that you, would like be really difficult for you, but a lot of the ones... I think Wheatus is a... That's see, most of these gigs happened 2006, annoying me. <laughs> 2006, 2007 was a huge... Let me pick one at random. Oh no 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 no! Don't ruin it. Oh all right, I've got it. I've got it. Huh? Well, you can't look at it. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, it's taken out of you. Feeder Southampton University. Uh, that was the thirty-first of October, two thousand and. Oh. Eleven. Ten. Oh fuck! Do you know what? It was, it was a real toss-up in my just, head. Just everyone. He has just said the years he just been. Fuck! 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 I knew it was Halloween. When did we see Frank Turner at the New Slang? Uh, that was the twenty-third of May, two thousand eleven. Oh, 26th. Oh come on! You're so close. You've done really well. I'll give you. Let's give you a Thank little. You. I've got, in fact, to play us out, let's have an applause from the app. Well done, Liam. You've done. Re- oh, no. <laughs> I think people have missed the app. Well, the thing is, I can't help this. So poor. Well done, Liam. Thank you. Oh, oh just one bloke because you got the, the year wrong. Uh, oh. Fuck you. <laughs> Right. Okay. Let's let's wrap up. Uh, Where can they find us? They can find us at Two Track Mind Pod, including the website, which is a new address, which is now Two Track Mind oh, Give it more than that. Um, what, do you, what, what do you want me to give it? www. We've got a new web address. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for all those people chilling in the nineties who are still on MSN uh, and wanted a website, you've got one. Yeah, and this podcast is going to be debuted on Messenger. <laughs> you have to listen to like little segments of it. Um, Change your name every day to something current and relevant. Yeah, oh, that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. constantly doing. Mine that. was always a lyric. <laughs> Greg's was always um, a blink lyric. Um, Girls are such a drag. That was his big one. That last. Do you know, years. right? I was going to. You, you joke. I was going to change my Twitter bio, which I just. I, I mean, I, I hate Twitter. To be honest, I don't know why I still bother with it, but. Um, I was going to change it to some lyrics from the new Gwen Stefani song, right? I was going to change it to... Uh, let me find it. Let me find it. 
Let me find it. Right, this, this is my favourite lyric from that new Gwen song. From the garage to the penthouse girls, underdog to the top of the world. I was going to put that in my Twitter bio. Just, I just wait for someone to go, the fuck's that that you've got in there? Because your one is about the offspring, isn't it? It's something that you said. And I was like, that's got to be the Twitter oh, bio. I'll, ch- I'll, ch- I'll tell you. Well, it was... Um I saw the offspring when they still had that little fella who played uh, <laughs> percussion. <laughs> That's what Twitter bio should be because no one gives a toss. Um, if we're allowed to play 15 seconds of a track, can we can we just drop at this part 15 seconds of one of the tracks from Tarzan? <laughs> I mean, that's, I'll buy it. I don't want to fuck with Disney. That's um, you know. I don't. I, uh, when that was released, I doubt there's even copyright. On it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Where can they find you? Uh, at Run With Ed oh, I've, I'm hardly running I'll, it's been like 60 days now no running for me um, what are you posting on there then? nothing no. I've lost a lot of followers fickle um, <laughs> 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 um, so maybe at just find me at, at 2 Trap Mine Pod okay uh, I'm at Liam Toms and LiamToms.com nice and easy to remember um, and that's it uh, don't forget to check out the playlist we mentioned that earlier on we'll be adding some new songs to that um, I did put a couple on from the um, well we did we did a playlist for the covers episode yeah, so you yeah. can check that out but I did put a couple of the newer covers that we spoke about on the Infinite playlist as well so cool. there's plenty there to check out thanks very much for listening uh, it's been great here in the garden I'm still actually quite pleasantly warm my legs are chilly but yeah you're a bit further to the um yeah i gave you the bulk of the heater didn't i yeah well, as i say i feel like a rotisserie chicken but um and you, and you sound you sound like a rotisserie chicken <laughs> <laughs> right that, that'll do let's, let's cut it off there shall we see you later bye 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 bye